Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Also, happy July! Happy summer! Hopefully it's going great! (laughs) It's very stormy here in Florida. Um, Anywho, today I have new friend Tracy who is going to be talking all about her company. Wow, Rose. Way to interrupt an intro. Uno momento, por favor. Chop it. Clearly, she wants to play Relic now, but I'm trying to be a professional podcaster, Rose. Anywho, <laughs> new friend Tracy talking all about decluttering and her business, her book. Um, it's such a great um, time, I feel like, to do that. Um you know, I know there's like spring cleaning, but I feel like you should really just do um, seasonal, you know, tidying up. But that's just me. So maybe you could do it for summer. Anywho, let's jump into this, <laughs> shall we? Well, welcome, Tracy, to the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you today? I'm good. good. I'm I'm good. I actually have the part of the country that has sunshine today. So Oh good. Yeah. There's there was sunshine today in Florida. Go figure, because the sunshine <laughs> state. Um so it was nice, but I have a few friends still uh back in North Carolina and they were like, We're not so lucky in some parts. So <laughs> I know. I know. I wish I could bottle it up and send it to some people. So I know exactly. everybody's having a real hard time right now. So oh, we're sending sure. you warmth and sunshine. Yes, we'll send that through this. Yes, because it I was missing it for the longest time. I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for about two years. And it, it you get true four seasons where in Florida it's like sunny, not so sunny. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely miss the sun. Um, anywho, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited about this topic. I'm sure my listeners are tired of me hearing or tired of hearing me talk about how since the beginning of this year, I've been trying to declutter. And I don't want to steal your thunder or give too much away. So that's just foreshadowing for what <laughs> this conversation is going to be. Um, so I'll let you take it away, kind of introduce yourself and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Fantastic. So this couldn't, I think it's going to be a very timely conversation. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. So my name is Tracy McCubbin. I am the owner of a professional decluttering and organizing company called Declutterfly. We're based in Los Angeles and we have been decluttering since 2007. So I have thousands and thousands of piles of donations under my belt. I'm also the author of Making Space Clutter-Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need. And I stand by that subtitle. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm so happy to talk to your listeners. My goal in life is to help people change their relationship to their stuff. No, definitely. And I I did some research. Um, You've been on a couple shows. I, one that I watched because I uh, adore Glozell the YouTuber and you were uh-huh. on the doctors with her. Yeah. We which did was a, a shocker. That <laughs> I was like, Oh wow. But yeah, she's amazing. so brave. She reached out. Um, she kind of put an SOS out and mm-hmm. uh, this is all out there. So I'm not sharing it to yeah. admitted that she was a hoarder and was looking for someone to help her. So she and I so got connected. Brave and powerful. So brave and so powerful. And she's so lovely. Like she's just the best. So we worked together. Um, she documented it. We, the doctors called us, they saw it and 
she, you know, she did amazing stuff. We decluttered an ex-husband and she found a fantastic Sometimes new partner. That's to, worth, yeah. yeah. And that's worthy of her. And she's got a new show on million dollar stories. And so she, she's fantastic. So that was so fun. And I didn't really know who she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all the kids who were for me were like, what? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, was like, I think I've seen her like cough up cinnamon. They're yeah. like, yes. yep, that's her. <laughs> But she's just great. And she just did such deep, deep, like soul searching work. It was beautiful. It's so, I feel so lucky to be a part of it. Oh yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I saw that. And I was like, this is so awesome. Cause it puts things in perspective where I'm like, oh, I have, you know, some stuff here, some stuff here, but then there's people that, you know, it's affecting their life extremely. So it's so awesome that you're able to help out and everything. So definitely want to jump into that. We're going to talk about your book later because I'm a reader and I'm excited. I'm going to get a copy because I'm going to probably slide it to my mother-in-law. I hope she's listening because <laughs> she needs to hear this episode more than anybody right now in my life. But <laughs> anywho, um, so I, I guess starting off, starting with the basics, why do you think that it's important to declutter your home and what benefits it might bring to you, loved ones, family, or anybody that's in the home? Oh, we're starting off with my favorite question. (laughs) So here's the thing. Clutter causes stress. It's just a constant to-do list. You're managing your stuff. You're moving your stuff. You're worried about your stuff. You're trying to figure out what to do with your stuff. So it takes up so much of our time and energy. And it also, they've done all these studies and they've shown that clutter increases your cortisol levels, which gives you those little muffin tops and that little belly, you don't sleep well. So it's really, for me, this isn't about having, you know, the Pinterest perfect pantry and then it looks great. It's, I want your home to support you. I want your home to be a place that you're happy to be in, that you feel good in every room, you feel productive, you get up in the morning and, you know, attack the day with your like full of sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what, you know, people don't realize that the toll that their clutter is taking on them. So I don't have some prescribed, first of all, I'm not a minimalist. I don't prescribe minimalism, but if you feel like your stuff owns you and you don't own your stuff, something's out of whack. So that's really my goal to find a balance so that you can live your best life possible. Yeah. No, definitely. I, again, I hope my mother-in-law, I love you, but <laughs> I hope we always joke and the grandkids always joke when we go over there, they're like, I feel like it's a museum. You can't move. You can't. And she's always complaining. Like I have too much stuff and everything. And we've tried to help her <laughs> get rid of some stuff, donate well, it. Well, making space clutter free might be the book. Cause exactly. the, thing, <laughs> the thing that people don't for people who that decluttering is difficult for the jump that they don't, the connection they don't make is that it's emotional. It's, it's really emotional. We're really attached to our stuff, you know, Oh, so-and-so gave me this, Mm -hmm. or I, you know, this was this day that I bought this, or I was this skinny when I could wear this. So we make this big emotional connection and then we're not going to be able to let go. So I want people to realize that the meaning that we've given to stuff we've given to it. So you can take it away. No, definitely. That's, that's a great way to look at it. Cause I, was super guilty of that. I've gotten better, but so <laughs> the littlest tiny, like, oh, this pencil that I got in fifth grade because it was my birthday. Why do I have this? It's been sitting here 
collecting dust and not right because you're stuck in the past right you hang on to this thing that's that's part of you know what I talk about is that you 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 hang on to this thing from a time in the past and all it does is tells you that your best days were behind you you know and I'm not saying don't you know keep your memorabilia and of course you want to have your memories but if you're lugging stuff around or Mm -hmm. filling up rooms or you know if it's too much then you got to reevaluate. No, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like now, so, and I, I love to get your take on this as well, too, because we're in a pandemic. A lot of more people are at home working. How important do you think it is to declutter your home office and your workspace at home? 100%. You can't be productive. People, like, I'll go into people's home offices and they'll have piles all over the place and they're like I know where everything is and I'm like yeah you know it's in that giant pile that's not knowing where something (laughs) is that's just a big pile if you dig through it long enough maybe you'll yeah yeah, you'll find it so you know if you're working from home if you're schooling your kids from home if your parents had to move in or you had to move back in with your parents right like you just you just don't need all that stuff it's just adding this time is so stressful like oh, yes. so stressful. So anything we can do to make it a little bit easier, we got to do it. And PS people, you're home all the time now. So are you using everything in your house? Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, are you, are you really using all that? You're cooking every meal. I know I'm in there too. Cooking every meal. Don't ever want to cook again. Nope. <laughs> exactly. So are you using all your kitchen gadgets? Yeah, it's a good time to reevaluate and say, huh, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> made a pizza. Why do I have all this guilty? I'm, I'm telling on myself, though, because I have a pizza stone that I've used twice. And it's just so heavy and just there. It's impractical. And you're like, you know what? I can my pizza, I can put it on the rack and it yeah. turns out just as good. Like exactly. why? I, I think I should be a, you know, I. Recently had a little conversation about a paella pan. I was like, well, do you make paella? And they're like, no, it's a ton of work. And I'm like, okay. And that's the thing, Stephen, that I want people to understand. Like, if you don't want to make pizza on your pizza stone, okay, who cares? You don't have to be, a, you know, a, we think we all think we should be something that we're not. Well, I should be making pizza on a pizza stone. No, no, you shouldn't. You know what's good? Delivery pizza. It's yeah, delicious. <laughs> exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's, I feel like be- between clothes and kitchen gadgets, that's my worst things. There was from my engagement party in 2017, we made um, cake pops with a, and we had to get a cake pop maker. Used it that we just recently donated it this yeah. year at the beginning. Yeah, so you <laughs> used it for the party and you've never used it since. That's it. And you're like, because you know why? Cake pops are a lot of work. There's so much work. <laughs> and you and I'd rather have cake. Exactly, cake. <laughs> exactly. This isn't enough for me, yeah, so. Right, and that's, but that's also another thing. It's like, oh, well, I bought this and I paid good money for it. So how could I let it go? Like, uh, uh, you know, we get so wound up in these mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I like to call them clutter blocks. Oh. These stories that we've made up about why we can't let go of the stuff we don't need, use, yeah. or want. So we get blocked and we keep the clutter. So that's a perfect one you use. And that's a double whammy because A, it reminds you of the engagement party yep. and B, you paid good money for it. Yep. Exactly. That's the two reasons why I was like, <laughs> I have to hold on to this, but somebody yeah, else. And I it. just, we're all so hard on ourselves, right? Like we're oh, so, yeah. and 
I'm sure you have fantastic pictures from the engagement party. Oh yes, 100%. So you're like, oh, there's a picture of that cake pop. There's a picture of my Uncle Carl eating said cake pop. Exactly. I don't need the cake pop maker. Yeah, I remember <laughs> eating 12 of the cake pops and not, <laughs> not leaving enough for the guests. Yes, definitely. And then you're also like, well, I, I don't know if I'll ever eat another cake pop again. Yeah, I honestly don't think I've had cake pop since then. Maybe once or twice at Starbucks in the line just because they look so delicious. Oh, recently they had the cutest little foxy loxy ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were so cute. They come out with the (laughs) cutest ones. Um, Well, since we are in a pandemic, one question that I'm curious about, because even my mother-in-law, when we were talking, you know, a lot of people, they donate a lot of stuff. But I've also... I guess I've seen a lot of people, they're like almost scared or they're like, well, I don't want to go out and donate this. What suggestions would you have? Like, should they hold off on it or make a list? Like my mother-in-law, she's putting it all in her garage until the coast is clear. Yeah. So this has been a big thing during the pandemic Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, A lot of the donation places were just closed. They weren't accepting any donations. It feels like for us in Los Angeles, they've started to open back up again and they're being very safe. Like, um, uh, like a lot of places you just put it in the trunk of your car and they'll come and take it. And so you don't even have to get out. Um, So I do safety is everyone's first priority. Mm -hmm. So as much as I want everybody to declutter, I do not want you putting yourself at risk. So if you need to like what your mother-in-law is doing, if you need to make a little pile, Here's the thing, though. Yes, there, I feel like here a, we yeah. go. <laughs> People, turn up the volume. That means that when you get your vaccine and you're ready to go out in the world, you gotta take it. Exactly. You can't leave it in there. So sometimes people use other things as an excuse not mm. to donate. I have been having a lot of people, like in my Facebook group and stuff, who. Um, you know, like a, f- a friend of mine had a woman in my Facebook group had a bunch of games that her kids had outgrown mm. and she just put it out on Facebook and her neighbors turned out had kids that were younger. And so she just dropped it off, put it on the front porch, didn't oh, that's see awesome. anybody. Yeah. So start with your own community. You know, yeah. sometimes you can find someone to do it, but don't, you know, you got to be really careful because sometimes you'll, uh, I'll go into a garage and it's like, oh yeah, we oh. meant to get rid of that. And <laughs> Six years ago. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, definitely. And and that's a good idea because there's so many, I know there's like the next door app, the ring app, all these Mm -hmm. apps now, all these where people you can find. Yeah. And it would be Yeah. Offer up. And there's this really cool, there's this really cool thing going on right now. It's like the, I think, I think it's called the like, oh, the buy nothing. So there's Mm. all these groups, like local neighborhood groups where you buy nothing. And so if you need something, you put it up or if you have something to get rid of. So you could have put the cake pop machine up and someone's like, oh, I have a a birthday party. I need it. It it takes a little more work, but sometimes if letting go is hard for you and you know, it's going to somebody like you see it, it makes it a little easier to get rid of. So maybe you got to put a little more work, but you know, it's just not going in the landfill and that's going to be easier for you. So I totally support that. If you got to do a little bit more, um, like for me, I'm a big animal person. We just rescued a puppy. So we take a lot of stuff from clients, towels, sheets, Mm -hmm. stuff. We take it to different animal shelters. And I take that on because it's important to me. So, you know, from all our clients, I'm like, no, no, just give me all your old towels. I'll drop it off. Well, actually I'm not allowed to drop it off because I get too upset. 
Yeah, I know. I'd be like, everybody come home with me. Exactly. It's a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. my staff drops it off because they're like, no, you you always come out crying. So it's- yep. that would be me. So yeah, but that's a really good idea too. And that's, it's really nice to know because I know during like winter months and stuff, but I'm sure the shelters need it all year long as yeah, well too. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of waiting to see um, I, I know that some organizations have shot it by list, but I'm kind of watching um, and I'll definitely put it up on my Instagram. If like people in Texas, when they start needing blankets and things is, I think they're oh, not yeah. even getting mail right now. So yeah. and I'll keep, you know, it, it, someone can always need what, you, you know, what you don't use. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's key too, especially if you do get sentimental with something to know oh, it's going to a good home. Somebody will take care of it. Yeah, I feel like that that would help me a lot more than, um, I don't know what's going to happen to this thing that I spent money on and I liked for so long, so. Yeah, you definitely, like, you, you, you know, you definitely do a little bit more work. I mean, I have one of the guys who helps us out. He takes a ton of stuff to his church and they... Um, they support an orphanage in Tijuana. So the mm. stuff goes down there and it's so much easier for my clients to be like, oh, someone's going to use this. Oh, great. Oh my golly. You know, so if that's hard for you, then, you know, do a little bit more work, do a little, yeah. just a little more due diligence. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be okay. It'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> in the end. No, definitely. <laughs> so I do want to talk about your book. Um, Cause I am so super fascinated with um, people that have taken the time not only to write, but then <laughs> talk about it and everything. So um, I'm writing some stuff myself. I, do, I have Yay! a blog out and everything. So there's a lot that um, I, so I just really curious how that process, how long did it take you? How, That's such an interesting, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. such an interesting question. You know, it, it, in some ways it took my whole life yeah. uh, because it was an experience and, you know, my business getting started. I'm also the child of a hoarder. My dad is an extreme hoarder. So I spent my whole life watching someone struggle with their relationships to their stuff. And it's kind of why I started my business, even though at the time I didn't realize it because, yeah. you know, our psyche gets the best of us. Right. <laughs> so I, I started, um, when I started my business and kind of pretty early on, I started to see these commonalities mm -hmm. between my clients, all the reasons or stories they had for why they couldn't let go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, everybody's saying the same thing. Everyone's saying, you know, oh, so-and-so gave it to me, but they passed away. Or, you know, I paid really good money for this or, you know, but this is a fancy logo. I yeah. makes me fancy. So <laughs> I came up with this idea of these seven clutter blocks. And I started to talk to my clients about it. And everyone was like, yes, that's me. That's me. And I started speaking. And so from there, I was like, this has got to be a book. Like I've yeah. got to get it out there. So I, I, the route I took, I wrote a very, very detailed proposal mm -hmm. that took mm, probably six, eight months. Mm -hmm. I got an agent from it. I did another pass of the proposal and then we took that out and sold it to a publisher. And the thing, because I had done such a deep proposal that the writing of the book actually didn't take so long because the proposal was so fleshed right. out, but just do it. And, and I had to find for me, um, time management. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I had to find like, this is like, this is, you know, where I need help. This is when I'm good at it. I, I'm not a five day a week writer. You know, I had to carve the time out. So I think you have to kind of find what works for you. No, definitely. And that's the boat I'm in right now is trying to find the best 
times and everything like that, but I'll get there. And but- you have to, and Stephen, you have to schedule it in. Oh yeah. You have to like say like, I'm going to write from two to four on Saturday. And you just, you know, a friend, a dear, dear friend of mine wrote her book, every raising her kids, everything. Wow. Every Sunday she locked herself in her little office with a fridge of diet cokes and she did it till she was done and it took her like a year but she got it done so that's smart you know, yeah yeah because i find myself coke. saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like coke. <laughs> oh this day i'll write but i never set a time for it so i keep pushing it off and then i'm like oh i'm so tired i guess i'll do it tomorrow no you've got to set a time and i'll tell you this you have to even if you only write one sentence, mm-hmm. you have to sit at your desk or wherever you write and do it. You have yeah. to commit to the time. Um, and and then I'll tell you, you know, let's say you do Tuesdays and Thursdays and a couple of days you're not going to get anything. And then your body's going to go, oh, this is the writing time. So mm. it's yeah. just like decluttering. You're not going to wake is. up one day and go, I'm going to declutter. You have to schedule the time in. Oh, yes, I definitely <laughs> definitely how to do that (laughs) for sure awesome well next i i would love if you would humor me with i have 75 random question flash okay (laughs) i'm just gonna flip through oh i'm excited and they are very is this like have i never have have or whatever that game is (laughs) there's some are and then some are like um here let uh, some are like you know if you want to trip around the world like where would you go or like little thought questions of hmm, what would okay. I do if I if I won the lottery oh I love that okay first one. Oh, this is a good one I'm always curious to see what's one thing on your bucket list uh what's one thing on my bucket list oh there's a lot of them I know <laughs> uh, um I really 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 want to spend a month traveling through Vietnam Cambodia mm. and Laos that's that's that would be awesome yeah and like a month not just 10 days like like a backpack and go I've never been to Southeast Asia I've never been to Asia and and so I really want to see that part of the world and I want to immerse myself yeah that would be awesome yeah I feel like travel is on a lot of people's bucket list but that especially now right get me out of this house (laughs) yes I just wrote a blog post about how I miss travel oh so much (laughs) oh oh oh, I would kill right now to be paying for a $22 glass of warm chardonnay in an airport somewhere (laughs) exactly I don't care if it it could be a bottle of water and I'd be like yes I'll pay $20 for it because I'm somewhere besides my house the other night we were doing dishes for like the millionth time Ugh. and my partner he goes can we just throw them away can we just can we just can they just go in the trash and I was like I kind of think so there was a time we did me and my husband we got paper plates for a while because we yeah. just got so tired of it I know I mean I just think of like I think of like you know those mom, like stay-at-home moms who cook three meals oh, a day for 22 years and I'm like Oh, bless you. Like I'm cooking for two of us and I can't even do it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's hard to for, to cook for two people because sometimes recipes are like, this is for a whole family. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, great. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, next question. Oh, this is an interesting one because we know what you do now, of course. But what was one of your first jobs and what did you learn from that job? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I've had so many jobs. One of my very first jobs uh, I mean, I had two 
two very first jobs. One of my very first jobs was I made sandwiches oh. at uh, Togo's. I don't know if people have it. It's like a sandwich shop out here. It's like pre-Subway. Yeah, yeah, And um, And I was in high school and all the other cool kids were in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that was super fun. But I learned how much I like to have my own money. Oh like, yeah. Oh, you know what? I want to buy that that baby blue satin hang ten jacket. Well, I'm going to work an extra shift. Like it really equated. Oh, if I work, I make this money and I have freedom. So that's one of the things. And then uh, one of my other jobs at the same time was I was a mystery shopper. Oh. So I would that's go. That's interesting. To, uh, so I would go. And P.S. I was like. I think I was 16. So I was driving, but I looked like I was 12 yeah. and I used, I had to go to all these um, Jack in the boxes and oh. order. And then the people that worked there were supposed to offer up the like shamrock shake or whatever yeah. the seasonal whatever. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if they didn't, then I had to say, Oh, I'm so sorry. You've been mystery shopped. Can I talk to your manager, please? Oh, at 16. <laughs> and I just learned like, Oh God, those jobs are so hard. Yeah. It's just, I felt so bad. I could, I did it for like a week and I was like, I can't do this anymore. These people are working so hard. hard. And I could like tattle on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that would be, um, not fun for me. And fun fact though, my first job, I also made sandwiches. <laughs> so, it was a good job, right? It was. I got, and then you got a sandwich on my break. So that was always <laughs> nice too. I didn't have to, I was in college. I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about getting food. Cool. Awesome. I know. Isn't that funny? The jobs that you had, I used to wait tables and the family meal, you'd be like, oh good. I get to eat today. Yep. This myself is through college. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At one point, Oh, college days. Uh, there was me and four other people. So five of us in an apartment. I worked at um, the sandwich and there were soups and stuff. Um, somebody worked at a Starbucks. Somebody worked at a pizza place. So we were covered oh, at good. all times. <laughs> but somebody also worked at a gym and gave us uh, a friends and family discount at the gym. So after we <laughs> ate, we could go. And it was uh, it was rough college days. But that's Oh, college. Learn that so you fun. want your own money. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is freedom. This is great. This yes. is great. Oh, exactly. And I did uh, PS make some bad decisions about money. Also, I learned oh, that lesson. <laughs> same. I totally did. And I thought I was so rich my first paycheck, and now I'm like, there's that's no, that's like um, that's the, the electric <laughs> bill for a month. Like, no, that's not much. So it, I know I would say if I had to relearn a lesson, even though I learned the freedom of having my own money, I I wish I'd learned the saving money yes, sooner. Same. Oh, if I me. could go back in time and teach myself that. That's one of the things I definitely, especially in college, when you learn about <laughs> credit cards and you think I never have to pay this back. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They will find you and they, they will, will make you pay more. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So uh, favorite subject in school. What was your favorite subject in school? Uh, in elementary school, like uh, English, reading, literature, mm -hmm. that was my favorite. College, um, probably my art history classes. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. solid. I feel like those, 
I had, I, I always loved English and reading. And then mm-hmm. one class that I took in college was a film studies class. Oh, I took one of those too. It was fascinating, right? I, I thought, oh, we're just going to watch movies. And I was like, no, this is really cool. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. This is so interesting. So, yeah. And, and I think for me, it's funny that you said, because I loved my, I took film studies 101. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it made me a better um like I appreciated literature more because I, I always just read for the story and to lose myself in the story. And then when I took that film studies class, I was like, oh, there's a theme and yes. there's a this. And like, yes. I became, it just expanded more analytical. my thing. Yeah, yes. smarter. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt is <laughs> dissecting it and analyzing it. And I was like, I'm humming college. But there <laughs> like were I- some, yeah, pat on the back. There were some students I thought, I thought we were just going to watch movies all the time. So they were not <laughs> happy when we had to write papers on movies and stuff like that. I was like, oh, let me, I'll write a paper on the misogyny of Alfred Hitchcock. Let me go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Okay, last one. This is a uh, would you rather actually, and I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Um, would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak all foreign languages? I'd actually rather be able to speak all foreign languages. Okay, I would speak to animals just because I want to know what my dogs are saying. <laughs> I feel like I come, like I feel True. like I communicate pretty well with my animals, and I've always, um, I've traveled so much, and there have been times where I feel like I've missed so much because I don't speak the language. Yeah. I, oh, I would love to speak. Uh, yeah, college. I should have stuck. I with. know. <laughs> well, I, I and that's the thing. I did stick with high school and college with Spanish. But if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> if no. I could turn back time, as Cher would say. And don't you kind of feel like you really know what your dogs are thinking? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Especially our older dog. <laughs> he's a Beagle Terrier mix and he's about 11. Oh. Uh-huh. He has the biggest attitude. We'll, you know, <laughs> get off the side of my bed. And he just looks at us like, no. No. This is, this is my bed no. now. <laughs> no, like, no. Is- and I feel like sometimes, because our puppy's about nine months, and I feel like sometimes mm. he's looking at me and it's like, am I going to eat your face off? Because yeah. I might. I might eat your face off. Yeah. And then, oh, nope, you gave me a treat. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Like sometimes when he licks me, I'm like, are you marinating me to eat my right. arm? Because- are you plotting something when I go to sleep? What's yeah. going on? Maniacal. <laughs> yeah. Pets get like that, especially cats. I used to have a cat and sometimes I would I'd be I'd be afraid to wake up in the middle of the night I'm like what is he doing I know he's you're like no he's sucking my soul oh, yeah like, don't look at, don't look directly in his eyes yeah so definitely or other times I, the dogs are looking at you and they're like sucker yeah ha ha you told me I wasn't gonna get anything and look at me right. like, oh, dogs they're they're you gotta love them though for sure. Um, so another uh, question I ask all my guests, though, because I'm very big on mental health, I'm trying to erase the stigma with that and talk about it a little bit more. So we know that decluttering definitely helps with that. So what are some other tips or things that you do for your everyday life or periodically to help keep your mental health in check? Therapy with a mental health professional, mm-hmm. uh, off and on, um, more on than off, even you know, sometimes my go-to is when I'm in crisis and then I have to remember, oh, actually this is really helpful when I'm not in crisis. So I, I am a huge proponent of therapy with a mental health professional. Definitely, I just think all of us, it would be a better world. Um, you know, for me, the other big thing, and this is what's made the pandemic so hard is um, staying connected to my friends, mm. you know, that I have a partner who's fantastic, but he he's not my everything. He can't fulfill everything. And so not being able to see my BFFs or 
take a walk. So I've been trying to socially distance hike, take big walks with my friends yeah. during this so that we can just truthfully I, between you and me, bitch about our partners. Yeah. <laughs> totally get that, yeah. <laughs> right, but that can, not yeah, I, I feel like we, um, you know, I feel like so much of us feel so alone in what we're going through, mm-hmm. even in regards to the pandemic or anything. And so that that's one of the things about having friends is like, they're like, oh, I feel that way too. So exactly. when we can find the commonality, it helps us through. So I'm a big fan of the human connection. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I've definitely miss that because I had a, a double whammy where all my friends were in Florida and we were in Charlotte, North Carolina when the pandemic first hit. So it was like, oh, like I couldn't even long distance walk with you or anything, but now we're yeah. back. But it is so nice. Like my best friend, we talk about books and stuff like that. My husband, he doesn't even know the last book he read. <laughs> so I know, but I think that that's a big, I mean, I, I found my, I, I've had other, I've been with other people, but I found Mm. my great love later in life and it's fantastic. Um, And so I think one of the things that I brought to it, and I think the mistake that a lot of people make is that you think that your partner, your husband or your wife is supposed to be your everything Everything, and And it's not possible. (laughs) It's not. It's it's, And and so you just get disappointed, but instead Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I get this from this person and this person fulfills this. And then it, it, then you go to them whole. And so I, I, I would say to people like, just don't, that's a big mistake. Like you're not yeah. looking for your everything. Definitely. Yeah. I, it took me a, a while especially in college, <laughs> to realize like, uh, not everything's going to be like the movies and beautiful sunshine. Yeah. Now it's hard. Relationships oh. are hard. Oh, Relationships yes. are hard, oh. but you know, you can, I think if we keep our expectations in the right place and I just, you know, it's, it's great, but it's, they're not your everything. Yeah, no, definitely. I've definitely learned, especially with marriage, because <laughs> nobody really prepares you for that. But no, nobody, nobody gave you the big heads up. No, I was like, oh, where's the instruction manuals, guys? Like, no, nobody. You were so cute two years ago. Look, yeah. I want to stab you right now. Exactly. If you throw your clothes on the floor one more time. Well, that's the great joke, Stephen. The great cosmic joke is my partner is very messy. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so I. I have learned to compromise. Oh, oh yeah, compromise. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is that is I know. A big so, one. <laughs> so I'm like, oh good, my third book's going to be about how does an organized how, person live with a disorganized yeah, person? Great, exactly. you wrote my third book for me. Exactly, broken household, the tale of two <laughs> organizations. <laughs> That'd be, oh, Lordy, I would read yes. that for sure. Uh, awesome. Okay. This I'm always excited for just because I'm big as my dog barks in the background. Give her a minute. Are in a pandemic and I am very big on movies, music, podcasts, TV shows, uh, any books, anything like that that you're obsessed with right now. It doesn't have to be new. Um, it could be something you just discovered. Anything you want to share with the world to say, this is amazing. You need to look into this. I just watched the New York Times Britney Spears documentary and it was heartbreaking and it was so illuminating. I've, I've had clients who are elderly deal with conservatorship. So I understand the complexities and what it is and um, to really see what that young woman has gone through and um, the weight of being 
making money for everybody else and the misogyny that she had to deal with. I, I, I thought it was fantastic, 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 fantastic. Um, so that, that was great. Everybody should, you just have a completely different understanding. of. Oh, 100%. Yes. Completely different understanding. And I have been listening. I have gone back and been listening to a lot of Chris Isaac again, just like the old days, just like the aughts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially now you have to, you have to find things that make you. You're you're like, Oh, you handsome old crooner. Let (laughs) me put you on. You make me happy. Exactly. (laughs) Finding happiness is key. Oh, and I'll tell you my book recommendation and I'm not going to get the name right, but I just finished the the last, the newest David Sedaris book. Oh yes. And it's about, he, all it is, is his journals from for like 25 years. Yes. It is a perfect pandemic read because it's funny mm-hmm. and each one is a journal entry. So you don't have to really follow a big complicated story and right. you can put it down and pick it back up. That's my book recommendation. I'm going to, yeah, it's actually on my wish list. I have way too many books on my wish list, but yes, <laughs> it's one of them. I yes. I uh, do too. My to be read pile is towering. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mine too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. The, the free Britney movement is very strong right now. And it does. Cause especially I growing up, you know, I loved Britney Spears. I loved the music and everything. I mean, iconic. Yes. And then when everything, it was kind of like, she was the butt of the joke. And that's really sad now that mental health is more in a forefront. They just, everybody pushed her off. She didn't like, get the help. Yeah, she exactly. Didn't get, she didn't get the help she needed because she was generating income for so many people. Yep. Um, and, you know, you, the, it, I don't want to spoil alert for people, but yeah. they, go, they go back and show interviews exactly yes. where people making jokes of her. And you're like, here's this wow. young woman who's a mother. And, yeah. you know, it's not, a joke it was so heartbreaking and I thought that the the, um documentary did a really good job of illuminating kind of how how pop culture actually Mm. made it worse for her oh 100 percent oh and you were like oh honey like I just you know somebody (laughs) yeah like if like if you had a therapist or yes probably postpartum depression probably oh 100 percent you know like you said, she was so young. That's the thing that people don't realize. She was so young, she early twenty, baby, yes. a baby, oh, yes. you know. And and that the weight of having to generate, you know, that so many people. I I actually remember this at the height of her career. I think it was like right when she was starting to have her breakdown. And mm-hmm. I went to have a meeting, and it was I don't know if it was the record company or the manager. It was somebody who had something to do with her. Yeah. And the whole the whole office was lined with her gold records and it was wow. this bustling office and it was like assistants and did And I thought, wow, what a, what a weight that this young girl has to support all these people. Yeah. Like she must feel responsible for putting for food on all food this. On, yes. You know, and, and people don't, they're like, I want to be famous. And you're like, Oh man. There's you a know? lot of pressure that comes with that. Yeah. Just so I, the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that that was a fantastic. I thought it was so well done. It I was. thought it was real. That's my big recommendation. We a just- lot of truth. And now the whole, I don't know if you saw the whole Justin Timberlake thing. Eh, I was not impressed with his, I, no. I would not, I would not consider that an apology. Not at all. Especially <laughs> 20 plus years later. 
and just conflating the two situations, which were different. Yes. And he was, you know, he was involved with her. And I was just like, really? Yeah. I was like, nah, well, somebody wrote that for you. So I hope you feel exactly. About that. Yeah, exactly. Whoever that, yeah, whatever intern you hired to write that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure they paid a very well paid oh, publicist. Yeah. Wait, whew, yeah, yeah. It, it was really, I was like, I, I, and I was saying this to my partner, and we got in a little bit of a tiff about it. I was like, Justin had a real opportunity so, to yeah. be honest. And to really like, if I feel like if he had said like, I, I effed up, like yeah. I would like I have learned. Did you yes. did you watch the Beastie Boys documentary? I did not know, but I could. It's great if I you're should. a Beastie. You don't even have to be a Beastie Boys fan, but a huge theme in the Beastie Boys documentary is, you know, they were kind of billed as like party boys and yeah. you know fight for my right to party and misogynistic, mm. and they evolved. And in this documentary, they take ownership. They're like, I was bad like bad, I did yeah. some awful things and yeah. I feel like Justin had that opportunity to be truthful and vulnerable and he wasted he, it he, did, yep. he wasted it so Definitely. free you know I'm sorry Brit. hashtag I'm sorry Brittany and, yes seriously you know yes. like I hope I know that she recently got some good news last yes. week so that's know. exciting yeah I'm just I'm just hoping everything pans out fingers crossed know, for her shortly Sorry to bring the mood down, everybody, but I know, but it's so good. Like, watch it. It, it, is, really, it is. And and also, I think that for you know, I know you're such an advocate for mental mm-hmm. health, which we all thank you. And I, oh, you know, you. I just want people who who are out there that if they're struggling a little bit, like to get help. You yes. know, there's some. I know there's some great apps, and like with actually yes. weirdly with telehealth, it's kind of yes. easier now. It you is know? so easy. Yes, I yeah. I actually uh, work in human resources and a lot of people were struggling and I was like, did you guys know <laughs> telehealth is amazing. You can do. And they're like, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. And I'm like, you literally FaceTime a therapist. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, I know we kind of, but, but I, you know, that there's help out there and mm-hmm. just, it's not your fault. So. Exactly. Definitely. Um, so uh, look, we're gonna we're gonna end we're on gonna end up note. Up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I would love for you to share where people can find you, your social media, any projects that you're working on, or anything like that. Plug it away, and I'll also put the. Oh, great! Uh, Instagram's probably I'm probably the busiest on Instagram. That's at Same. Tracy <laughs> underscore McCubbin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a private Facebook group called Conquer Your Clutter with Tracy McCubbin. If anybody needs, um, I go live every Wednesday night. I make oh, myself. Awesome. We talk about topics. I take people through a whole course. I'm available to answer questions. It's a very loving and lively supportive group. So that's a great place to find me. And then I just started writing my second book. Oh, that's so, it. I, I noticed that I picked up when you said, oh, it, you wrote my third book. And I was like, wait, there's a second one? <laughs> yeah, it's called Make Space for Happiness. So it's about oh, why we that. why we consume, what mm. holes we're trying to fill in ourselves. So and that I'm just taking my dog for a walk and staying healthy. Yes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it so much. I'm definitely going to get your book and start on that because I feel like I need it now more than ever. And it's a perfect time right it's now. It's great. I, lo- I love <laughs> it. Everybody. And making space clutter-free ebook, audiobook, it's out there. And so, um, yes. Stephen, thank you so much for having no, me on. I, Well, you're stuck with me now. We're friends I know, now. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to be friends forever. I would love to have you on in future episodes if you're willing to come back, if I don't scare you away. <laughs> no, you you and I were kindred spirits. Oh, I, good, good. I That's good it. to hear. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'll give you some time back in your day. Um, stay safe. And thank you so much again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Tracy was such a delight um, and a joy to talk to. Ugh, I just love meeting new people and becoming best friends with them. <laughs> Let me see something that we can mull over as we enjoy our meditation minute. <laughs> Let your feelings and thoughts pass like clouds in the sky. That's very true. You don't want to like be all in your feels for forever because that it's not healthy. So let's think that over. Keep that in your noggin as you enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, thank you for joining me uh, for another edition of Sunshine Steven Podcast. Uh, again, happy July. Hopefully your summer is going pretty good. Stay safe out there, though, if you're like in my neck of the woods and it's stormy and Elsa just needs to let it go and stop trying to become a hurricane. We don't need that right now. Anywho, again, thank you so much to Tracy for coming on and talking about not only her uh, business, but her book and just being an overall delight, like I said before. Um, I will link down her website and book information down below, so be sure to go check all that goodness out. Uh, so, yeah, declutter shit. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Um, it, again, it was a blast talking to her, so... Um, I have a few more episodes uh, that I will be releasing for the month of July, and then I will be taking a break from Sunshine Steven as... Oh, okay, Rose. Like, how rude. She's very inconsiderate. I'm so sorry, you guys. Gals, anybody in between. I should have shut the door, but I thought I could trust her. Clearly, I was mistaken, and she's still barking, and I'm stalling. Okay. <laughs> Be sure to join me next week for another edition of Sunshine Steven. Uh, stay safe out there. And until next time, have a fantastic day. Do you have anything else to add, Rose? Hmm. Now she's quiet. <laughs>